Welcome to Crime and Plastic, a gripping podcast where I, Dr. Miami, one of the world's top plastic surgeons, and my co-hosts, Santina and Rosie, delve into the often unseen world where true crime and plastic surgery intersect. Each week, Dr. Miami will share his expertise and insights into the complex world of cosmetic procedures, while Santina and I give you the shocking details of criminal investigations. From notorious criminals undergoing drastic transformations to evade the law, to even our own personal encounters with true crime and plastic surgery, all will be uncovered. So sit back, relax, or or don't, don't, because this is Crime and Plastic. Welcome back, everybody, to our newest episode of Crime and Plastic. How have you been the last five minutes? <laughs> I've been spectacular. We spend a lot of time with each other, so. I just realized that I need to read more books. You can read. <laughs> Eve, sir, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm ready for my weekly world news of plastic surgery criminal out. Wait, I just realized no one ever asked Rosie. Rosie, how oh, are you doing, Rosie? How are you doing? You look uh, skinny, Rosie. Thank you. How much weight have you lost? I have lost 60 pounds. We're wow. here to talk about how she feels, not I, what she looks like. She I, looks great, and I didn't know you had 60 pounds to lose. I feel great, and if uh, Munjaro is listening, I'm happy to be a spokesperson, so call me. Call her. I thought we don't have sponsors. Crocs, the best Crocs on earth are Crocs. Okay. <laughs> and what do we have today for our Plastic Surgery World News Minute? In our weekly Crime in Plastic Surgery World News Minute, we have an oral surgeon convicted of feeding a former patient painkillers in a toxic romance he watched her deteriorate that's what the prosecutors say okay i have a surprise for you wait a minute i want to tell more about the story no i have a surprise for you because you actually googled this like more than five minutes before the episode started i did all the research to tell you the story of this world news minute so today's episode is sponsored by dr miami's world news minute wow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to know more. I feel out of the loop because you guys both know the story and I don't. Uh, well, he did send it to our chat that you don't read. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I find and these I stories. And I will keep not reading them. And I, I send them to a chat as they come up. Yes. But I didn't know you were going to actually just run with it. It's a great story it from was, what I read. Yeah, I kind of jumped on it because it, it had closure because the trial ended. So for the audience who might think oral surgery is just, you know, a dentist, how does that, not just a dentist in a bad way, I meant like not a plastic surgeon. So why does it come into plastic surgery? Oral surgery and oral surgeons and plastic surgeons are like kissing cousins. Those two specialties are very... Well, it's called, officially it's oral maxillofacial surgery. Correct. And that is like a subspecialty of plastic surgery? No, it's a separate, it's a subspecialty, or what do you, not even a subspecialty. It's like an advanced degree past dentistry, where after you go to dental school, you have to do a general surgery internship usually, and then a full like five, four or five year residency in oral surgery. And you do facial trauma, facial reconstruction, cancer reconstruction, jaw repositioning. It's like so almost it is like- cosmetic. Well, no, a large port, is, a good portion of it has to do with reconstruction which is for part, cosmetic reasons. Right. But that's a reconstructive surgery is part of plastic surgery. Exactly. Too. So all plastic surgeons go through a portion in the residency training of oral maxillofacial, maxillofacial reconstruction. Okay. I have a question. 
Yes. What the fuck are kissing cousins? <laughs> I've been stuck that, there. That is a valid question. <laughs> what the fuck are kissing cousins? Um. Well, well have you been to Alabama? <laughs> no. No, and I'll be staying out of there now. So basically, they're related. So this is kind of like... <laughs> they're like... You could have just said cousins. Well, they're what? close cousins. So <laughs> I thought... I always thought of it as like a... I don't know, an area of plastic surgery because it's like facial and... It is. And they're really... Like, it's a very hard residency. Yeah, you always say that it's really hard. Yeah. And they're like serious surgeons. They do some serious, freaking cool-looking surgeries. Not like you. Well... You said they also, they also just pull wisdom else. teeth also. They also <laughs> just pull wisdom You can oh. make a living pulling with a lot of wisdom teeth. No, those motherfuckers that pull wisdom teeth, they are scammers. <laughs> No, I got mean? charged $700 for three seconds. Is yeah. your tooth in your head or not? No, she ate. Like, she literally devoured because she pulled it out, putting out one stitch. I didn't get infected. It was amazing. Very painless. I think that's worth 700 bucks. 700 bucks in three seconds? That is the fastest I've ever spent money. Yeah. They, that's it, not true. I can do a Botox in three seconds and you can spend that money. <laughs> no, it takes at least a minute. All right. And I don't spend money on Botox. <laughs> So now that we understand how this fits into our crime and plastic genre, oral surgery is kind of a cousin of plastic surgery. They do cosmetic and reconstructive surgery that kind of fits in the plastic surgery genre. All plastic surgeons do oral surgery. Okay. Of some kind. Got it. Training. And I feel like I know oral surgeons who end up doing cosmetic surgery too. Many, many. In yeah. my residency, there were at least two. And the chairman of my a plastic surgery department where I trained was originally an oral surgeon. Right. Some oral surgeons after they finish their residency continue for just two more years of plastic surgery. Right. Then they're like triple board certified, your know, general okay. dentist, oral surgery and you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. So Dr. James Ryan, he's a board certified oral maxillofacial. What's a maxillofacial? Maxilla, the, the maxilla is, is this part of your face? Okay. This is the maxilla as opposed to the mandible, which is the, the jaw, like the bottom part. But they do the jaw too. They do. Okay. Oral is anything in the mouth cavity. Okay. Maxillofacial is like this whole part of your face. The okay. whole Can they do facelifts? Yeah. They can do facelifts. A lot of them do facelifts, rhinoplasties, jaw reconstruction, and Got it. pulling of teeth, putting in bone, whatever. Got it. So Dr. James Ryan, he has a practice in Maryland, Evolution Oral Surgery. He was trained, I believe, I think NYU. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. My friend's parents were oral surgeons. I went to NYU. That's a top program. And then somehow ended up in Maryland, opened a practice there. In 2020, he has a patient, mm -hmm. Sarah Harris, mm -hmm. comes in to get a wisdom tooth pulled. How old is he? How old is said doctor? Said doctor was born in 1973. So oh. in 2020, he was 47. One That's year like younger than me. Year. And then Sarah Harris, born in 1996, mm. came in in 2020. So she was 24. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And to get her wisdom tooth pulled. Mm -hmm. and then a few months later... He calls her and says he needed a surgical technician to work in his office because apparently oh. she had some background working at a dentist's office mm -hmm. and she got the job. And then a couple months later, New Year's 2021, they begin to date. Mm. <laughs> She's like literally half his age. Like his age divided by two is her age. Yeah. Yes. I don't like that math. No. That's not girl math. No. That's definitely man math. <laughs> mm. It is man math. It's so true. So they begin this relationship. And then they move in together. Then so in June 2021, her sister becomes the practice manager of his office. Oh. They yeah, move that's in. so similar to something <laughs> I've seen. And then in August 2021, they move in together. 
January 2022. So right after the new year, she dies. Oh, so they were only dating a year. Yeah, just about. And it was his sister or her sister? Her sister. Her So her sister runs the practice. Her sister runs the practice. She's living with the doctor. She's living with the doctor. I don't think she works so much once they move in together. It doesn't sound like it. Right. And then January 2022, they come in. He calls the ambulance that she's unresponsive on the couch. They come in. They find her surrounded by like bottles of drugs of like propofol, midazolam, like not street drugs. Right. Drugs. Prescription. Prescription drugs that generally are only seen in medical settings, not like drugs that are sold on the street. And he says, Dr. Ryan says, oh, she must have stolen them from our office and da da da. But they can't resuscitate her. She's, she mm. died. So they think it was just, you know, she was a drug addict who OD'd. OD'd, who took stuff from her boyfriend's office and, you know, died. A few months later, the sister, who is the practice manager, mm hmm says calls bullshit on the whole thing and mm -hmm. she got access to her iCloud so she was able to produce text messages basically proving that Dr. Ryan kind of fostered this whole addiction encouraging her supplying her all of that you have those text messages I do have the those sister text fucking devoured yeah so that's so sad but like it is sad so this is June 12th 2021 so this is, they've been dating for like six, six months. months. Sarah Harris, can you bring more IV bags? And James writes back, is my ID at home? And then later Sarah's like, any updates? How long do you think we'll be? Get tape and gauze. And then he says, apparently they were fighting. So he says, she's like, why were we fighting? He says, no idea. I'm really sorry. You know, I love you. And she says, can you get regular 20 gauge needles? So you see she's asking him for supplies for like... That's that's not convictable right there. I mean, the kid, she maybe she would throw up. She had a hangover. She wanted to be rehydrated. Maybe. Well, how about this? Give me some hot stuff. I was thinking about IV treatments are fine. Like, aren't they... Like, yeah, people do that all the time. Okay. Sarah writes back, it feels like fall is coming outside. I didn't bring a vial though. I don't want a Versed hangover. And then James Ryan writes back, yes, I'm trying not to do so much and taper to nothing. So what's Versed? So Versed is a medication that we give before surgery that relaxes you and also makes you forget. Ooh. So it has what's called retrograde amnesia. Is retrograde? No, antegrade. Antegrade amnesia. So, so once you take the Versed, you don't remember anything. After for the next, you've taken yeah, it. Yeah, after you take it. So is that is Versed midazolam? Yes. Okay. So that is a Schedule Four controlled dangerous substance. Yeah, you only use it when you're giving sedation or surgery or something. Okay, and then she says, "No, so he was casually." But you were saying that. that the doctor was trying to wean off it to nothing. Yes. So he's addicted to it. So yeah. So you find wow. out later that the, also from the sister who's the practice manager, the staff had been complaining that he at work was high. Like they once found him like passed out in his office, and they couldn't wake him up. They had to use like an ammonia. It's a red flag. Yeah. Then this is September 27th. Can you do me a favor? Put more saline in the Versed vial. Thank you. Love you. James Ryan, of course. Sleep well and get some rest. And then September 27th, Sarah Harris. My anxiety is so bad today. Why, love? Everything is fine here. Take a Xanax before it gets worse. And then she says, this is later, September 27th. I really don't feel good. I feel completely drained, dehydrated. What can I do to help? What's on your mind? Should I bring some fluids? I'm just having anxiety about life and having a kind of doomed feeling. James says, don't listen to that. You're not doomed. And then he says, drink some water. Try not to smoke today, at least for a bit. 
Use the Xanax. If you want to get my RX and try one of those, it may help. And then the next day, I just woke up. I feel like I got actual sleep. How's your day going? I feel very out of it though. And James Ryan says, I'm glad you got actual sleep. I think the ketamine works well for you. Drink lots of water. You will not feel so out of it. Need to get the K out of your system. No, it's literally giving my year <laughs> rest and relaxation. Yeah. Like, was she ever awake? So ketamine is a schedule three controlled substance. So what is that? What does ketamine do? So ketamine is uh, a, a horse a, tranquilizer. A, <laughs> commonly used to treat depression. Yeah. Well, not only now it's used to, to treat depression. It was used basically for sedation and surgeries for many years. For and horses. No, for people. <laughs> It's a dissociative anesthetic. So like you can stay awake. It doesn't really hurt your um, respiratory patterns. You, it's hard to overdose on it because you won't like, it doesn't depress your breathing. Mm -hmm. It has some side effects of like crazy hallucinations and like crazy nightmare terror, like terrifying dreams. Why does it work for depression? They don't know, but it does okay. apparently. And they have like sprays for it. And in New York, they call it special K. I think they call it there a lot of places. Huh? And the oop, it's just what I heard it was in New York. And <laughs> On they were the street. Calling it. I was like, what's special K? And they're like, ketamine. I'm like, the horse tranquilizer? But <laughs> but like they like they do it, a lot of people use it for sedation and, and surgeries where you're kind of half awake. And right. oral surgeons use it when they're pulling out teeth. So then Sarah writes, I feel so disoriented. James says, it's the ketamine, the combo, maybe the Neurontin. They have interactions. Is it hard to walk? No, I just feel like I'm kind of floating. I think I'm just pretty sick. Okay. This is October 18th, a few weeks later. He's like literally such a piece of shit. Yeah. James Ryan, I'm leaving soon. Make sure everyone is gone. I'll be leaving soon. Do we still have the IV pole? I got everything. Do you need jewel, bales, vapes? I'll what? Stop. I'll, try. I'll stop to get on my way home. Do we have the pole at home, Sarah? Yes, we do. And then this is November 14th. Sarah Harris, can you get some propofol and ketamine too, please? Okay. Thank you. Love you. You're welcome. Not propofol. Isn't that what Michael Jackson died of? Yeah, to put yeah. you to propofol. sleep. Propofol. I know they hope I fall. <laughs> but tell him Wyndham is my motherfucking protocol. Now, as a defense attorney, I would say if he was drugging her all the time, why wouldn't the IV pole be at home? Because may, I think they moved it back and forth. Mm -hmm. Because he was stealing equipment from <laughs> yeah. his own fucking practice, like so, a junkie. So then, Can you steal from yourself, though? Is that even possible? Well, there's other issues. There's co-owners. So mm. then this is November 24th. Sarah, I'm sorry, we need syringes. James, already left. Sarah, what do you mean? James said, I left the office. I'll go back. This That's is, a good boy. Yeah, December 13th. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really tired. I bet you didn't sleep well last night. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Take Sarah's new puppy to the park. Run, let him run around. Take three diazepam and 1.5 Xanax. That, that sounds like a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Uh, to the soccer field. I would probably kill you. Empty stomach. Eat a grapefruit juice or grapefruit. It makes the meds more way more potent. So he's giving her tips. On Is that how, true? I don't know. I don't know. Either. Not the military diet. <laughs> and then he says, Smoke a bowl if it doesn't help in an hour. Don't drink too much water. Smoke a bowl? A bowl of what? Crack? Weed. And oh, then weed. He, and then he said, don't drink too much water after the meds. It will dilute them. You're oh. the only person who would think that smoke a bowl is crack. I, I'm not a big druggie, but whenever I think of smoke a bowl. Smoke a bowl of crack. Who the fuck <laughs> says that? I don't know. And then he continues. Listen, I'm a teetotaler, okay? I'm a goody two shoes when it comes to these things, but I just, when I, I just, in my head, they were crackheads. Okay. 
And then she asks, where's the Xanax? And he says, if you can tolerate them, leave them under the tongue. They're in my trunk. I bought them by accident with the propofol. You could get some from the trunk if you want. I left everything in my trunk. The verse that is in the trunk also, I will put syringes and needles in the trunk too. Just let me know if you're coming. Is it good to have like medication sitting in the car either? No. No. And then December 20th, James Ryan. If you wake up, I just went to change after I gave you ketamine. And then he says, and then a little bit later, we went to the hockey game last night and then went home. You slept all night. Oh, no, this is the next day. He did, She didn't remember? No, this is the next day. He's telling her, we went to the hockey game last night and then went home. You slept all night. And every time you woke up, you were sobbing. I couldn't understand what you were saying because of the ketamine. I just hugged you. And then there's this, now there's this conversation that she gets off of Rachel is Sarah's sister, gets this conversation off Instagram between Sarah and an ex-boyfriend of hers, Stu, who is also like a best friend of hers now. Right. And she says, she basically, she's asking him for Coke and she wants an eight ball of Coke. And he was like, I'll try to get you some. I don't know. And then she says that- Is there an eight ball like speed in Coke or something? Or? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So this is what she tells him after she's asking for Coke. She said, she's not, I'm not doing so well. I OD'd the other night from ketamine. I've been in a bad place. And he's like, and you want Coke? And she <laughs> said, I'm withdrawing. I need an upper. Please don't judge me. An eight ball for yourself though. That's a lot. And she said, no, not just for me, multiple people. And then she said, I needed CPR for five minutes. It was very scary. <gasps> and she said, I've been in a really bad place. Never mind the Coke. I found someone else to get it for me. And then she said, and then he's like, have fun, but be safe. And she says, yeah, I've learned a lesson. I don't want to die. And then five days later, after that, James writes to her, I'm leaving for the office. She says, I'm awake. And then he says, okay, five CC, you can push it. Walking up to the office, leaving the office. Did you wake up again? And she just writes back A. And then he says, I'm home. If you wake up, I just went to change after I gave you ketamine just now. So, so he just comes home from work. Shoots her up. Yeah. I'm like, what's, so then, why? And then. What's his motivation for this? The police officer. He's a fucking weirdo. The police officer who writes this report. He was also a drug addict. Right. He said, it should be noted that in several other conversations after Sarah Harris tells Stu that she overdosed, there are text messages showing how Ryan continued to provide Harris with ketamine, propofol, diazepam, and Xanax. Yeah. Is, drug, uh, is drug abuse common in dentists? It is. Den like the not, not any health professionals, but dentists and an anesthesiologists, especially. That's like no, CRNAs I know anesthesiologists. They have access to that all the time. I guess kind of dentists push like all anesthetics too. Oral surgeons, especially, they use the they sedation. They don't really have an anesthesia person there. They right, just do it themselves. Right, they give ketamine, but not many dentists do sedation dentistry. Right, but oral surgeons almost always do. Anyway, so the story is she starts working for him. They move in together. And the whole time that they're living together, she's deteriorating. Right. And he's providing her with drugs that he knows what the effects are or should have known. He uses these every day in his practice. He knows the effects and he can see her deteriorating before his eyes. The family right. also saw it. She, when she died, she was 83 pounds. How tall, <gasps> how tall is she? Oh, no. It doesn't matter how tall she I, is. I think she was, yeah. Even if she's five feet, that's very skinny. Yeah. But she was like a formal, former beauty queen. So I bet she was tall. Right. And wow. then, so her family, in the summer, she would come to barbecues wearing long sleeves in the heat. And they right. would, and they, because of the track up, marks. To cover up the track marks. They came to her house like in October. She was in an altered state. She was like, they saw the whole like IV set up with all the like vials of drugs around her. She promised that she wouldn't do it anymore. 
But of course she did, as all addicts tend to do, unfortunately. Well, well, what did her sister say? I mean, I guess they... I don't, it doesn't say what she said. They were trying to get her to... Because I imagine like, the sister's recover. in contact with this guy every day. Yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't realize how serious it was or that he was like so involved in it. And uh, When was he arrested? He was arrested in March. She died in January. And then after getting this, like Rachel made a whole binder of all these text messages and Instagram messages and DMs right. and everything to give to the police as evidence. Then the prosecution's whole case was, you know, that he, it's called depraved heart murder. It's like a second degree murder. It's not like first degree is like, you I planned it out. You planned it out, premeditated. But then they made this like lesser but it's called like when you have depraved indifference for the somebody's life and you do this like reckless behavior. So because especially he was an oral surgeon, he was providing the medicine for her and knew like that it could likely cause her death. And he still continued to do it even after she OD'd once. Like, so he still. But what are the, what about the criminal charges for him being a, like a licensed physician? Like- well, he did. He, he was charged with second degree murder, okay. manslaughter this, yeah. and possession with intent to distribute a few counts of those. Yeah, I as mean, well. Did he lose Hello. his medical license also? He voluntarily surrendered his license to the board of the dentist board in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was their the prosecution's case was that he, you know, basically had no regard for her life and he should have known what would happen by doing this behavior and she died. So he was guilty of murder. The defense was saying that basically it's her fault. She took the drugs on her own, her own volition. She was depressed and she was kind of suicidal. And apparently, I don't know how her brother had died a few months before. Oh no. And the day before that she did that, she died. She was like looking at burial plots with her mom. And that they thought that, like, because of that depression, that she just, like, OD'd, OD'd herself. The prosecution also brings a witness, like, a, I think an anesthesia witness or someone, or no, another dentist who says that when they use these, like, just to compound what he did, like, when you, in a medical setting, when you're using these drugs, you're always monitoring the patient. You're, you have a crash cart, you have Correct. monitors. O2 sat mainly. Yeah, yeah. So, and he would just, like, push ketamine and like go up to sleep like he wasn't like even watching her while he was administering these drugs for her so that was like one of their like points to show like he had total disregard for her life did you have a question i had two questions okay one is did you say that she went with her mom yes to look at burial plots the day before yeah her mom saw her daughter 86 pounds and didn't like immediately grab her and i I don't know take her someplace to i don't know okay second thing how many years did he get, or is they not sentenced yet? He is not sentenced yet. His sentencing is in November. And what, what's the max he can get? 55 years. Ooh. What do you he think he's going to get? He should get all 55. Get? He's an old fucking ass. So he, <laughs> so the, obviously the prosecution won the day. They had, a, I, I think, a much more compelling case. Yeah. So he was convicted, and his sentencing November 7th, I believe. And he was guilty on all counts. On second-degree murder, manslaughter, and three counts of like drug possession with intent to distribute. But isn't there like more like isn't it criminal to like write prescriptions for people that aren't your patients? Well, I guess that gets involved in the drug charge yeah. or something. I, or, I have his, about, I have his arrest paperwork here. I can tell you. Or how about the, the fact that he was for. like high while practicing medicine? Is well, that not a, another charge? He surrendered his license, so I guess they thought that took care of it. But well, I guess one, I guess one of his patients can maybe turn around. So. Did, did he have any family? Was he divorced, single, kids, nothing? No, they don't say. I did. I don't think he was married or had kids. They don't right. mention a wife or kids. Did or he anything. do this to other people before? I don't know. 
It didn't come up in trial. I don't even understand how they got matched up because he's so fucking fugly. And she's beautiful. Yeah, she's so pretty. Yeah, and he let her like waste away to nothing under. Wow. He probably, I mean, it sounds a little sadistic. He probably enjoyed it, like just having that control over her. That's and also, like, like the way he me. would text her, like, oh, this happened last night. Like, you don't think there's an issue when you have to tell someone else how the, how the night went? Yeah. No, it's giving a lot of creepy, horrible vibes. And like worse that he's like a medical professional. What what happened to the Hippocratic Oath? And like you said, that's also Terrible. why doctors can't date their patients. Yes, that is. We talked about that in another episode. Yeah, that, it's a it big sh- no-no. this shows like how like the power dynamic kind of like he used it. I think he probably started it because she probably was depressed, and he's like, "Oh, I could treat your depression. Just like take this little ketamine, and you'll feel better." And he got her hooked and controlled right. her for a year. Right. Plus, he's older. She's young. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's so many like problems with the dynamic between the two of them. Yeah. It's really horrible. And the jury only deliberated for three hours. <laughs> so they were convinced they right were away. Convinced. Oh, we don't even have to leave the room. Guilty. <laughs> well, <laughs> if Santina's on any jury, she doesn't have to even hear the trial. It's just like, the man is guilty. No, I mean, they, I <laughs> yeah. mean, the, the defense really had like no case Gosh, at all. Right. It was with these text messages. I don't even no, know. I don't know why they didn't plea. Her sister yeah. fucking slayed. Yeah. Well, she let her die too though that was what struck me when you said the day before she's out with her mom couldn't the mom see there was something no was... I think they all saw that something was wrong with her that's right. why they right. saw her like with her needle marks and that she was on drugs and and the sister worked at the practice yeah, don't yeah. do drugs kids so, drugs are bad yeah reminds me of like, like Taken that. remember the movie Taken yeah oh what they would do to the, yeah, the they, girls they yeah. sex traffic yeah. yeah it was terrible all right, so that's the episode. Really sad story of Sarah Harris. She was kind of kept hostage for a year. Terrible. With Terrible a, with doctor a doctor pushing drugs on her till she died. Terrible. And he was convicted. I hope they throw the book at him. Yeah, he was just convicted last week. And he's getting sentenced in November. So we'll do a quick update when he gets a sentencing. Thank you both. Thank you for listening. This episode was brought to you by... Dr. Miami's World Plastic Surgery Minute. All right, guys, have a great week and we'll be back. Have a great week. Next time with more. Stay out of trouble, plastic surgeon, doctor people, please. Bye. Bye.